Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo. here with you on a Thursday morning. Glad to be with you here on at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. They've been with us throughout all this craziness the past few months, so make sure you're staying with them. I'm sure Joel T. is already looking forward to his afternoon uh, drive over to Strange Brew. Get that little extra boost. You know what that is? You played Super Mario. It's, yeah, it's like the mushroom. Oh, it really is. It gets you the. It gets you. It, makes it you, may even some days be the the, the flower. The flower. And I'm like shooting fireballs the rest of the day. I'm good. I want to get you to do a show like right after you have that. that just just like that. If you just finish the cup of coffee, you take yeah. the last sip, and then I'm just gonna let you loose on the hot take. Yeah, you know we we've had many shows of me in the midst of yeah, of but never coffee, finished. But never I don't know that we we've ever fully caffeinated. Yeah. I need to. We need to see, do that one day. Let's Make see. it a double shot that day. Ooh. Espresso and oh. just really be kicking. Okay, okay, I'm down for that. That woo would be. I mean, that'd be the best woo ever. We need to make that happen. Uh, our good friends over at College Corner want to make something happen for you. They want you to save money. And they're going to do that by offering you an incredible special. If you haven't taken advantage of it already, I don't know what to tell you. It's time to do it now. We are we are legitimately getting close to some holidays where you want to buy somebody a gift. Here's how you do it. Buy a gift card at collegecornerstore.com. Get 30% off the purchase. $100 in gift card is only a $70 purchase for you. And then you can use that at either one of their two locations in Jackson, in the Jackson area, Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowood by the Half Shell, and check out their huge selection of MSU merchandise, the biggest in central Mississippi. Advantage Business Systems lets you know that right now is not the time for your business to not be working for you. You need to make sure it's working at its peak potential, and they have the solutions to help you do that. They've got 45 years of experience here in the Magnolia State doing just that, helping businesses just like yours. So give them a call today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com and find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Joel, we got a fun show today. We're, we're, we're going to stay away from all that other stuff. And we're going to do a little, you know, not a deep dive so much, but we've got five plays of, from MSU Sports. Label them how you will. The biggest plays, the best plays, the most memorable plays, however you want to put it. We've got them. I have to give an honorary, honorable mention here. I was reached out to by uh, the MSU History account. They wanted Jennings Moats touchdown catch from the 1941 game against Ole Miss. State wins 6-0 and clinches its only SEC championship. Honorable mention, I wanted to have plays we could have audio from. <laughs> So I and I don't know who did the radio before Jack Crystal, and honestly, I'm not that interested in finding out. But uh, Jennings Moat, you get an honorable mention. You know, also, also anytime Shucking Smith or you know Twig Branch carried the ball, I will I'll give those honorable mentions as well. And these are going to be for all sports. Uh, you know, we, we, no no uh, no uh, not just football. Uh, no men's basketball. Is there a is there one single play for men's basketball? That even like you thought about considering. No. I couldn't think of one. No, no, there's not. 
Sting there's, doesn't have like a buzzer beater that won something big. You know, there's been some buzzer beaters. You know, that, that, that's the problem with basketball. When you have to, when you think about like a play in basketball, it almost has to be a buzzer beater. Unless it's just a stupid dunk. Yeah, like you know, did somebody break the backboard or something? I I, I don't know. So nothing came to mind. Like the closest, maybe like Q. It's in the NIT though. Q's back buzzer beater against uh, Baylor. But yeah. it's in the NIT. Yeah. So you know what it's are we in talking the NIT. about? In a game that really meant nothing, the regular season game against Vandy here, when, yeah. when Q said well, that, Q that, was, had, that was a fun moment. Q had, Q had three or four buzzer beaters yeah. in his career, but it's just, you know, none did, of them what came What did they mean? You yeah, know? I mean, that, that first one that you mentioned, the Vandy game, I mean, State was not good that year. No. So, you know, nah, yeah, we're not, we're not going to fool them. That was a big comeback, too. Like, they it was. were down that like was, 18, weren't they? That Vandy team had two players picked in the first round the next year. <laughs> State beat them. I don't know how. All right. Uh, so we've got five plays here. Uh, I think we are in agreement. We have, we have four of our plays are the same. We, we did this independently, by the way. It's not like we did this together. I don't even know if we need to rank them. Let's just talk about them. Okay. Because that way we can. That way we. Don't, I don't have to. You know, go back because we did it when we. I, we both ranked them and they were a little, little, little different. But well, I thought our top four was it, right in line. It was, but I told you we had. Oh, one, that's right. Two, one, two we, just, we, that's yeah. right. But let's not worry about that. So, Joel's, why don't you tell me what your first play was before that, though? Why don't we let uh, Dave Neal tell us what your first play is? Big hit, Mac just did it again. Never forget it. I will never forget. I mean, I you get a little chill incredible. sitting here thinking about incredible it. moment. Um, and, and you know, a lot of folks will remember the the Big Mac Homer, but really, in all honesty, it was that inning. I yeah. mean, it, it was Jake Mangum with the single uh, into the five hole on the left side, and just a classic Jake Mangum hit. Um, Everybody was clapping along to to your love, you know, before before he hit. And then, of course, Matt comes up later. And, I mean, I can remember sitting in the press box, and we were all like, what if he did it? What, what if he just – and lo and behold, just bat hits ball. I know in the grand scheme of the game, State – none of that could have happened. The State was still going to Omaha, most likely. Right. Barring a complete collapse in the bottom half of that inning. But – um. In the grand scheme of the game, it didn't mean much, but as far as just moments that will forever stick in your head, 
after everything Big Mac had went through that week, and we got to see some of that too. I mean, we got to talk to him, you know, talk to his friends and buddies and his coaches, and, you know, I talked to, of course, his mom uh, to do a story on, on this homer uh, later on. That was a really, really, really tough time for him, and he just soldiered on through it. He didn't get drafted, um, but he didn't have time to, to mope because they were trying to get to Omaha – and and then after everything that he had been through that week, he steps up there in the in the ninth inning and cranks that homer in front of a packed house at Duty Noble, and just you see the emotion come yeah. out of him on the way down to first base. And then hey, first base umpire, I'm still a little, little ticked. That's at you. the only bad part of this moment is if you want to rewatch it, you got to watch that first base umpire being a complete. You want to earmuff the kids here? A complete jackass, <laughs> right there! Like my God, could you be any more out of touch? I kind of now want to. Uh, I guess the moment's passed. I surely to talk about it. Maybe I can do an SI feature and get up with that umpire and be like, "Did you know? Like, what's, wh- what's wrong, going through what's your mind?" Wrong there? with well, he they 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 found him on Facebook and he was like, "I hate that kind of stuff. I hate it when people are Did showboating okay. and all that." And like, what a loser! Umpires, huh? Imagine that. Bring on the robots. As we like to say. All right, my number five uh, came at a place where they say the chance of rain is never, and uh, we'll let uh, we'll let Brad Nestler take it from here. Empty backfield. Dak Prescott a run all the way, and he's got a big opening and a stiff arm. Dak Prescott. This is what he does better than anybody in the SEC. Touchdown. Darunya Wilson got the last block at 56 yards for the score. I don't understand the alignment of LSU. The safety was way out of position. They, they were expecting pass all the way based on their alignment, and that was an easy run. Yes, it's Dak Prescott's ridiculous run against LSU. First off, with this play, what is John Chavis thinking? Third and five, and State goes empty backfield, five wide. Man, my grandmother would know what's coming on that. It's Dak's going up the middle. There's nobody in the middle of the field till you get to the safety. Dak must have – I wish I could see his face. His eyes must have lit up like a kid would see his bicycle under the tree on Christmas Day. He had to know. I was like, I'm at least getting the first down. Just such a – this to me is the defining play of MSU football uh, post – say, 1980, and we'll come back to that, obviously. Um, that is, uh, Dak Prescott, th- this play and this game sets the stage for the run to number one. Uh, and this touchdown was such a big play uh, for Mississippi State. It's really where uh, the game turned. LSU, if you recall, had scored on the uh, the fumble recovery. State gets the ball back. The Tiger Stadium is, is trying to get loud. They're trying to get the Tigers back into the game. Dak just ends it right there. So just a, an, an iconic image of him stiff-arming Jalen Mills to the ground. Uh, and, you know, probably the uh, if, you, if you said pick up Dak Prescott play, it's probably this or his touchdown in the Egg Bowl. But this, to me, is the one that stands above. Oh, it is. No, no doubt about it. Um, in your mind, if you were to play the role of Derek Cody here and put together a, a Mississippi State highlight video in your mind from that 2014 season, mm-hmm. that's the leading shot right yeah, there. Yeah. That's how you start the the thing. And yeah, um, when I say Dak, when, when Dak, when somebody says Dak Prescott, that's the image I have in my head. Oh no, no doubt about it. And and it, 
it had to do as much with who it was against and where it was and Louisiana boy and yeah. uh, I mean you can throw all that in there um, as to why it was a humongous moment but yeah it, it, it's the defining highlight I guess of that of that season because look as big as the the wins over Texas A&M and Auburn were to, to push you to number one in the country I mean, what's a big highlight from those games? I mean, I think a Bears touchdown catch in the Auburn game and bouncing off of folks and getting in the end zone a little bit. and But I, that that doesn't yeah. have quite the, I guess, lasting power of the image of Dak, like doing the Heisman pose right. and knocking it. Right. <laughs> and go. So, yeah, what, what a moment, man. All right. Our next four, we all agreed. We both agreed on. Yeah, you know, we, we had them. The, the order was a little different, but we won't worry about that for the purposes of uh, of this particular show. And to be fair, mm-hmm. uh, it's not like I didn't consider putting Dak in my number five. Just want y'all to know that I, I'm not a Dak hater. I don't want any emails, any tweets. Joel Coleman, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> old snitch T. Coleman. No, here was what decided it for me. If y'all want to know. I told Brian as I was thinking about it, I was like, I can't tell you what that made the score. Like, it didn't stick out. I, I couldn't remember what the score was with that TD. Right. And, and so, I mean, I can remember everything about the Mac Homer. And, okay. And stuff, That's so. fair. That's fair. Uh, for number four, let's sort of stick with that theme that Joel had and uh, take you to uh, Jim Ellis. And the pitch. And there's a ball in the air, deep in the outfield. Got a chance. Got a chance. Gone. Three-run homer. McNamee. McNamee leaping around the bases. Mississippi State has shocked Florida State and will stay alive and play some more in 2018. yesterday to right field didn't see it leave the park wasn't sure he hit a home run this my friends was a no doubter he knew exactly where it was going the moment it left the bat they caught on to what drew Parrish was doing in this inning you saw hunter Stovall take the fastball in and then he got the slider in the dirt that he laid off of elijah McNamee gets a fastball up the next pitch in sequence is going to be that slider and Drew Paris didn't get it down in the dirt. He left it low. And Elijah McNamee, three-run home run. Wow. Reminiscent of the 1990 Burke Masters walk-off grand slam against Florida State in the Starkville Regional. Maybe the ultimate snatching defeat from the jaws of victory moment. Or snatching victory from the jaws of defeat moment in in the history of uh of uh msu sports yeah by the way real quick saying that that phrase made me think of it a basketball <laughs> uh Derek zimmerman's layup against ole miss that, that that would have been the only one i would have considered continue i mean it was a shot that and you're there yeah yeah uh it was a shot that was really made even bigger by what happened after right 
because if State loses at any point over the next two or three days, they're going home anyway. This was, you know, the second game, loser's bracket. But this, I mean, it ultimately cranked the ignition to get back to Omaha. Yes. And it it also, you and I have talked about this multiple times on Thunder and Lightning through the years. Uh, through the years. We've only been doing it a little over two years. but Through the uh, years. Through the months. Uh, that this is like the ultimate butterfly effect moment in Mississippi State baseball because yeah. if he doesn't hit a homer there and keep the season going and get you to a super regional and then eventually get you to Omaha and I mean I don't think does Chris Lamont is Chris Lamont this this hit ultimately may have changed Mississippi State baseball for a generation you know it, it is that big of a moment and uh, oh by the way the moment in and of itself is pretty darn cool yeah because. State was dead in the water. Drew Parrish had been shutting them down. I, I've said a million times that even if Drew Parrish goes out there and gets them one, two, three in the ninth inning and, and Florida State wins that game and sends Mississippi State home, mm-hmm. that's still the wrong call that Frank Martin sent him, back, sent out him back out there after a two-hour rain delay north of 100 pitches to try and finish that game. And then he came back out there. and You know, some of the guys said his stuff kind of looked the same. There's no way it, he was the same right, right, right there. And still – though humongous moment I, I the only thing that could have made that better for state would have been had it happened at duty noble that that place would have collapsed but yeah it oh, if that had been in starkville they the, the the work on the stadium would have been a lot more difficult because <laughs> all the uh, stuff that had been done would have needed to be redone at that point yeah it that's a game where i'm i'm a believer that however things happen is how they have to happen right so, like, I've always said, like, the 2007 Egg Bowl, I left that game early, right? I've always said that if I had stayed, they would not have won. Things have to happen the way they happen. At least, I, maybe I only believe that to make myself feel better about things. But I do believe that if they there had been a rain delay, State's not winning that game. Parrish is going to mow them down in the ninth, and we're all going to go home. And it, things had to happen the way they happened. And it set up an incredible, incredible moment that uh, I just remember... It's one of those times, like, I couldn't speak. I couldn't speak right after it. It's like, what, what what, just happened? Yeah, and, and, I mean, full disclosure, I think I've said this on the show before, too. I had the entire story written during the rain delay. Oh, I'm sure you did. I'm sure. Th- think it was done. All I had to do, all I had to do, basically, was was just read over it real quick and, and push it. No, I don't. I don't, I don't remember anything about Bulldogs finished memorable run, something. I, I can't remember anything about yeah the thing other than i wrote a complete story all i had to do was plug in a couple of quotes and i would have been good to go yeah uh but yeah i've, I've and i told mac this that was to, to witness that and then what it led to and stuff that's one of the that's one of the times as a sports writer because not, not like we were on deadline it was the middle of the afternoon uh i didn't mind rewriting that one that was quite all right that was a heck of a story to tell yeah you're, you're not wrong you're not wrong an unbelievable moment let's go back to jim ellis for our number three play. Masters at the plate is five for five in this ballgame. Three balls and a strike to Masters. He's going to be sitting on a pitch now. He's going to be looking for a pitch that is in exactly the right spot. And if it's not, he'll let it go by. If Kimball can't throw a strike, this ballgame is tied. If Masters gets a base hit, this ball game is at least tied. The 3-1 pitch is a drive deep to left, way back, 
Masters. A grand slam for Masters. This crowd is berserk. Mississippi State has taken an 11-8 lead in the top of the ninth. The left fielder never turned around. Ronan never turned around. He just stood there as the ball went sailing into the left field terrace. So Burke Masters sort of walked so that Elijah McNamee could run down the road. Uh, obviously this one, you know, I mean, we're talking 1991. How old were you? I thought it was 90. Was it 91? 91. Anyway. Uh, was it 90? It was 90. You're right. Uh, I was five in 1990. So I would have been 14 when this happened. I remember listening to it at my dad's house. And, you know, because it's just difficult to understand these days. These games weren't on television. Oh, yeah. They just weren't. College college baseball was not a televised sport ever. Until Omaha. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You would see the College World Series. That was basically it. And uh, I remember listening to this and just absolutely losing my mind. To me, this is, in my opinion, I, I think when we ranked them, you had Elijah. Had, this is the, the defining play of MSU baseball. Yeah. Well, the reason in, in my, like you just said, we, we kind of determined to do things this way, but I put Mac ahead of this one just because I feel like the butterfly effect of Mac's yeah. was a bigger, especially when we look back at this in 20 years, 30 years, whatever. The Mac home run, I think, influenced not only that season, but the Chris Lamonis era. Like we just said a minute yeah. ago, I don't know if the Chris Lamonis era happens yeah. if Mac doesn't hit that home run because things just would have been different. But uh, so that's why I put Max ahead of it was just the simple fact. And two, Max was a walk off. Bert. A lot of people think Bert Masters was a walk off. It right. was not a walk off. It was not a walk off. It was not. That was the top of the inning. Yeah, <laughs> had to go out there and finish the job. Um, so, uh, I don't know. You can go either direction. I'm cool with it either way. But, but yeah, when you think back to, like, Jim Ellis calls, I mean, this is it, isn't it? This yes. Is, this is the Jim Ellis this is his, call that you... This is his, do you believe in miracles, yeah. pinnacle of your career call to me. Not that he hasn't made great calls and been a fantastic announcer since then, but he'll never... And, and that's something that, as I, and I have to, you know, I, I, I'm not an announcer, so I have to, you know, because you're sort of a, you're sort of a slave to the moment, right? You can't, you can't generate the drama. You can only, you can only commentate on it. The key is when it happens to be ready with what you're going to. And this is just, how many times in the world have you heard the word berserk used? He, I mean, that's a word you don't hear very often. And he yeah. had it, he had that loaded and ready to go. So, and that's got to be one of those things. And I, I guess maybe we got to talk to Jim about this one day. It's like. You have to be thinking ahead, right? Okay, if the next guy gets up, you know, chance to do this. And you know, you got to be playing these scenarios. What would I say? You know, I think I've heard uh, a, an interview with Ben Ingram. Mm-hmm. Of course, you guys talk to him on Super Talk sometimes, Braves radio announcer and things. I think I've heard him talk about this before on, on a podcast, and he was saying you don't script anything in your head yeah. or, or whatever, but you do kind of in your head think here are some of the things that might could happen in this moment kind of yeah. deal. Yeah. And, and so – I think Al Michaels has said that about. He's like the word that came to my mind was miraculous. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, makes makes sense. Makes sense. But yeah, this this call for Jim. I mean, it's just pure emotion too yeah. coming out. It, it was a humongous. Just just call like when, when, if we would have just ranked radio calls. This is up there. This may have been number one. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know enough of the... I mean, I know a lot of the Jack Crystal catalog, but this would be in the top two or three for sure. Yeah, and, and sure. the one coming up may, may eclipse it. May eclipse it. Let's go to the man himself, the legend, Dr. Jack Crystal, for our number two. Alabama gets on the goal line with 22 seconds. Wishbone offense. No timeouts for Alabama. Jacobs says he cannot hear. Jacobs goes up underneath. Jacobs, long snap count, goes to the fullback. Fumble! Fumbles the ball! Bulldogs recover! Bulldogs recover! Bulldogs recover! With six seconds, the Bulldogs recover. Jack, I, wish, I don't really know who came through and made the hit. Of course, we're going to get a, fifth, a, a, a penalty for delay of the game with all these players, but I could care less right now. But somebody just made a tremendous hit from the left side, and again, Billy Jackson right there on the spot. I tell you, just, you just can't say enough about this Bulldog defense. Mississippi State will get a delay of the game penalty because everybody ran out on the football field at the five-yard line, but they're only six seconds on the clock. The Bulldogs are six and Alabama's three. And the tie got a big break when they got an opportunity to get reorganized when the officials stopped everything and didn't call any penalty, and well, they took advantage of it. That's what you get for being number one. Bulldogs are first... And at the two-yard line, first and ten to go, with six seconds on the clock. Everybody's standing in the stadium, John. I would just be willing to bet you that John Bond just takes the ball and just calmly sits down. He better not sit on that end zone. <laughs> well, better... they'll, they'll be six and five. Yeah, but you got to kick it back to <laughs> Alabama. So this crowd is on its feet. John Bond up underneath center. Bond. Handling the ball straight ahead. Everybody piles up on it. Three seconds, two seconds, one second. Game's over. Bulldogs win six to three. Alabama goes down in defeat to Mississippi State six to three. So you weren't born for this one. No, this is <laughs> and five, I was four. Five years pre-Joel. Yeah, and I was four. So before the woo. But that said, I don't think anybody. Uh, there, there, are, there aren't any MSU fans who are who are real MSU fans. I mean, there are people who like you know they're still learning. But if you're if you're in your twenties, you know about this game, and you know what what it meant. You know who the, the major players are, um, and you know that this is you know one of the top. What we we've said before, the top two games in MSU history for football. You know they beat the number one team in the nation. Um, they beat Bear Bryant. You know they had won back to back national title. I mean, just and so won, much. What twenty eight in a row coming 28 in. Twenty eight in a row coming in, and to win a game like that is just incredible. Um, so incredible, incredible moment. Um, you know, and I, I, one thing I don't know, and you don't really hear it in the call, is until the end. Is you don't know who recovered the fumble. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's Billy Jackson. Yeah. Um, Tyrone Keys with the hit, Billy Jackson with the fumble recovery. Something I didn't know until not too terribly long ago. Like you said, this is five years pre-Joel, so it's not like I have this my, this game on uh, replay in my mind by any stretch. Uh, but I didn't realize until not too long ago, when State gets the ball back here, it, it's not like they recovered the fumble and then game over. Yeah. They get the ball back, and then I think John Bond fumbles. Well, that's the, that's an interesting story. And they, they found out later, and they call a penalty on it. The Alabama nose guard slapped the ball. Okay. When the ball before it was snapped, and the referee spotted it, thankfully, because otherwise Alabama would have had the ball back with like a couple of seconds to go on the MSU like four yard line. Um, but yes, Alabama. I, I know you're going to have trouble believing this if you've never heard this story. <laughs> Alabama tried to cheat to win 
<laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> but yeah, the 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 call there, Bulldogs recover, Bulldogs recover. Yeah. I mean, that the the master's call. You can hear the disbelief. It's the, it's the Mount Rushmore Mississippi State radio call. You can hear the disbelief in Jack Crystal's voice. I think he, you know, first of all, Jack Crystal's the consummate professional. In a day and age of the we and they they announcer, Jack Crystal stands alone, total professional. And I think through if you listen to that game, I, I, listen to that moment like coming up. I, I think he's like. That play might be where he actually starts to believe. Okay, State's going to win. <laughs> like he 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 refused to buy into it. He refused to be disappointed. He didn't want to have any good old fashioned Mississippi State false hope. He was like, I'm not going to believe it until it's done. When they recover the fumble, is when you hear Bulldogs recover. That's the moment where he's like, Oh my God, they're going to win the game. <laughs> That's what I believe anyway. So yeah, that that's that's a hell of a moment uh, for for MSU, you know, and a play where it turns in terms of like a, a legacy thing, it, it affects Alabama more than Mississippi State. It's, you know, State goes on to have a great season, but that play didn't launch them to becoming a, a powerful program or anything of that nature. Emory Ballard will be fired a few years later. But Bear Bryant, on the other hand, that game is sort of where his career starts to end. You know, a year later he would be out yeah. at Alabama, and then a few months after that he'd be dead. So, yeah, just a uh, just a just a tremendous moment for Mississippi State. No question about that. All right, if you could uh, go back to any game that you weren't at mm-hmm. in Mississippi State history, is that it? That's a good question, Joel. Um, I wasn't at our number one. Um, I but, wasn't. I wasn't either. And I wasn't at the LSU. I, I wasn't at any of these games. Now that I think about it, yeah, you were. Well, you were at mine. The the my number five. The Mac Stanford. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. You were at that. I was at that. That's the only one though. Um. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I could certainly you know be one of the eight million people who claim to be at the uh, MSU Alabama game from 1980. Um. Yeah, I think so. I think so. That would have been something to behold, especially knowing the history of everything. So, all right, what's uh, what's the last one remaining? You probably know what it is. Uh, so here's Jason Crowder with the call. Dillingham coming up the floor. Dillingham gets across the timeline. Work between the circles. Dillingham four seconds, three seconds to Morgan William. Morgan William is going to put it up, fires it up, and it is good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's going to the national championship. Morgan William. Don't stop believing. Our the Bulldogs are playing for a title. Morgan William at the buzzer. Oh my goodness! Probably some controversy. I know at least one guy who will be messaging messaging us. But uh, to me, in terms of, of of one play and what it meant, and what it meant beyond Mississippi State, and what it brought to Mississippi State in terms of of. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. Just notoriety and publicity. You can't beat Morgan William hitting the buzzer beater to take down UConn and snap a one. I mean, 28 games is impressive. 111 is something else. Yeah. To me, no pun intended, this was a slam dunk, number one. The the only, uh, in all honesty, if anybody has a problem with it, I dare say that probably the only thing you can hold over it, and I hate even saying this, but there's probably some people thinking, 
Maybe they don't think this at Mississippi State, but it, it, somewhere else listening thinking, yeah, but it's women's basketball. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you put this same moment and it's the men's team. I mean, it's, it's a no-doubter number one, right? Yeah, yeah. No doubt. There's no There's not even an argument. If you yeah. put this same moment kind of, let's put it on the football team, and it's the college football playoff, and – there's a hail, there's a hail mary or a yeah. field goal or something that gets you into the national last title game. Touchdown, yeah, yeah. Um, it's number one. Yeah, I mean, you, you draw that out in any other. The only argument against it at all from anyone, which I don't agree with at all, would be it's women's basketball. Of course, at Mississippi State, women's basketball is bigger than the men uh, in in this day and age. So, like I said, I, I don't like that argument. So it's to me a slam dunk number one. Yeah, that Morgan William sinking the mighty giant that was UConn. I mean, making the national headlines that made. I mean, it was on SportsCenter for the rest of the night and the next day and oh, yeah. everything else. Just Well, I mean, beyond SportsCenter. It was on Good Morning America. Yeah. The Today Show. I mean, it was just, it's everywhere. It's a, it's, it is a clip that you will see every March for the rest of time. Yeah, and, and, and when you go, I was playing this game a minute ago, like go 20 years in the future. Go 20, 30 years in the future. Still be talking about and, it. And ask people who won that national championship. Yes. No one can tell you, but they'll tell you who beat you. We, Actually, some people will tell you probably Mississippi State won because they will think that was the national and championship. That, we have talked about this on the show before, I think. That is why South Carolina fans hate Mississippi State women's basketball so much, is that their national title was completely overshadowed by State winning the, the game against UConn. People don't remember that South Carolina won the national title. They remember that State beat UConn. And so that that's a true moment there where you can you can exceed the championship game. You know, imagine if imagine if Oklahoma had beaten LSU last year somehow. And then Oklahoma loses to Clemson in the championship game. People all are gonna remember is LSU getting beat. You know, because they were such a strong favorite. And, and Connecticut was stronger than that. I mean, State was a two-seed in this tournament, and I want to say they were like a 20-point underdog. I mean, think about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people called it the greatest upset ever. Exactly. Or whatever, and they were a two-seed. I mean, 16 the seeds have won in the NCAA tournament, <laughs> but that's the greatest upset of all time. A two-seed that was like 25-6 and six coming into the game. <laughs> so that tells you historically what that game was. So yeah, that, that, that was for me. Honestly, it was an easy choice. Yeah. It was yeah, an easy it, choice. It was, when I started my list, I started with that, and I figured out the rest. Yeah. I knew I had an idea what the other ones would be, I, I, but me, I knew that was my first one. You and I were in the same boat with it. I, I didn't even have to. When it came to number one, that was the easiest pick of the of the bunch. No, you're right. You're right about that. All right. Don't know about tomorrow's show just yet, 100%, because I'm traveling to Hattiesburg today, or as you're listening, uh, to for, Miss, for USM uh, South Alabama. We'll be doing a live remote there for Sports Talk Mississippi. Really looking forward to that. And then uh, we, we should have a show tomorrow, but you just don't ever know for sure. Uh, but if we do, we do. And if we don't, we don't. Guys, have a great Thursday. We expect to be back with you on Friday. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.